Hi, this is Grant Herbert. I'm just an ordinary guy with an outstanding wife and five amazing kids who is on his own journey of imperfection. Welcome to this week's episode of The People Builder. Do you find that people look at you as if they are saying, well, I can see your lips are moving, but I really don't understand what you're on about? Well, stick with me, because in this week's episode, I want to continue our conversation around relationships by helping you to remove the conflict from your conversations. Hi, this is Grant Herbert, Emotional Intelligence Speaker and Trainer of the Year and Master Coach Trainer. And today I want to continue our conversation in the fourth quadrant of social and emotional intelligence by going deeper into the relationship management competency of communication. Last week, we laid a foundation around why communication is so important. So what I want to do now is step you through some key challenges and solutions that I've been able to discover and work with many people over the years to help them to get more out of their communication. There are many problems that I see when I work in particular workplaces around communication, where there's a lot of conflict, a lot of misunderstanding, and a lot of the challenges and lack of results stems from the lack of communication. There's a lot of one-way conversations where the focus is only on being heard and not hearing others. Messages are lost in translation because it's like they're reading hieroglyphics on the wall in an Egyptian tomb and they don't understand that language at all. And that frustration of not being able to be heard and not understanding creates a lot of friction. But it's okay. It doesn't have to be that way. When you develop the competencies of effective communication, you get a totally different result. Instead of one-way conversations, you get two-way communication where it's mutually beneficial. You get clarity and certainty because people are understanding and feeling what's coming from the other person. When speaking in a way that you're not just trying to be heard, you end up with peace and harmony and unity and more productivity and greater results. So to get these results, where we need to start is by having communication style awareness, being able to work out what style of communication you prefer and have an understanding around others as well. When we learn to do this, our conversations become more collaborative and it's mutually beneficial. Everyone can understand what's going on and all that time and energy that's wasted with misunderstanding can be channeled into getting more results. So what I want to do now is just lay a foundation around five key principles that you need to understand so that you can have this thing called effective communication.
Let's go. Number one is to read their code. Communication in itself is a two-way exchange where we have a sender and we have a receiver. Now, unfortunately, because we have our own internal wiring, our own filters from experiences that we've had over our life, we see and hear things differently. So when we send a message to someone, no matter what medium we use, we encode that based on our lens that we're looking through. We send that message out and then it's decoded by the person at the other end, the receiver. Now, unfortunately, if we are speaking one sort of code and they don't understand that code, then this is where we miss out on understanding. You know, it's like me trying to understand how these amazing computer programmers can write code to get a computer to do something. I wouldn't have a clue. I would need to understand that code if I was able to communicate effectively with those people. So the first thing we need to do is be able to understand the different codes that communication is written in. We need to understand the communication style preferences of other people. For example, I love to ask people a question. Are you someone who likes to hear the words and read the text or would you rather I painted you a picture? Just this one power question alone allows me to tap in to what is the style of communication that they need so that they can understand. So we need to work out how to read their code. Number two then is to speak their language. I like to travel a lot and I've had the privilege of going around the world in many different countries and nowadays even more so online. The challenge is me being able to speak the language of every country that I'm working in and therefore, well, it's pretty well impossible. I need to be able to have, in some cases, some translation. I need to be able to find out what particular words mean. One of my greatest friends at the moment is Google Translate, so that when somebody sends me something, I can actually get an understanding of it. What I'm talking about here goes further than that. It's being able to speak in a way that the other person can understand. As I've already spoke about, some people are visual, some people are more auditory. We need to be able to speak in their language. We need to be able to speak in their style. We need to be able to use the correct language palette. A lot of times we use words and jargon, which we understand, but it's not understood by the other person. So to do this, we need to take the focus off what we want and we need to be able to put the focus on what they need and therefore get a greater understanding. And over the coming weeks, I'm going to give you some more tips and some education around how you can actually do that. Number three is to choose their channel. 
Channels of communication are misused all the time. What I'm talking about here is the way that we send the message. So as I said, we encode what we want to go out and then we send it. You know, that can be done by speaking, that can be done by writing, in an email, in a text, in a comment on social media, whatever it is. However, if we overuse particular media when we're talking to certain people, when we're communicating with certain groups, if it's not the media style that they need to be able to take the information on and understand it, then we're going to have this breakdown in communication. What I like to do is ask. You know, one of the greatest keys to communication is what I just said then. When we don't understand, we ask. And by asking, that breaks down that first barrier of communication, and that is self-centeredness. People, when we ask them a question about what they need, can see that we care about them too. So be mindful of overusing particular media. Some people like to have you speak with them. Some people like you to get on a Zoom call with them. Others are okay on the phone. Some people don't mind a text or an email. Personally, I'd rather you send me a text than an email because I know it's going to be short and sharp and I can make a decision based on that and I can respond. So that's me. However, what I've got to do is make sure that I understand the other person, not just use the style that I need. Number four is to eliminate the noise. In that communication process that I explained before, yes, there's a sender and a receiver. And there's a medium that we use to get the message across and we've got decoding and encoding. What we've also got in the middle of that is a lot of noise. Noise of distraction, noise of media, what's going on around them, the experiences in their own life, their own filtering, all that is noise. So what we've got to be able to do is create an environment for communication where we are fully present, where we've got the attention of the other person or persons, and we eliminate those distractions. I don't know if you've ever spoken to anyone like I used to be, where I would be multitasking while we were having a conversation. I'd be doing things and I'd be looking at my watch and whatever I was doing, and it was appearing as if I wasn't interested in what you were talking about, when in fact I was. But that was the style that I operated in. The problem is that doubt as to whether or not you value me listening, whether or not I'm actually listening to you or involved in the conversation and being present is a part of the noise. So let's eliminate the noise as much as possible from our own environment and make sure that we're communicating in the best possible way to eliminate the noise for others as well. And number five is check in for feedback. One of the biggest challenges in communication is firstly the assumption that it's taken place. Communication is a mutual two-way 
conversation. It's not one way. So what we need to do is check in at regular intervals to make sure that we're understanding what we're hearing and we're understanding what we feel is happening in that situation. We need to also leave space for the other person to do that as well. I love to use words like, what I'm hearing here is this. Is that right? So I'm giving them the opportunity to remove any misunderstanding before we go any further. They might come back and go, yeah, that's exactly right. What that does is it lets them know that I'm listening and that I'm understanding. And as I said, most importantly, what it does is allows them to go, oh, no, hang on, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. And remove that friction that happens a lot of time through misunderstanding. So by customizing your communication, depending on who it is that you're speaking to, you will get a far better result for you and for them and for the greater good. So make sure that you take these tips that I've given you, these five key principles, and just implement them one at a time and see how it gives you a better result than what you might be getting right now. Well, that's it from me for another week. Join me again next week as we continue this conversation around communication where I help you to be heard by speaking less. I'll see you then. Well, hey, did you like that? Did you get something out of that that you can use in your life right now? I really hope that you did. If you like this episode, why not share it on your social media and head over to my website, grantherbert.com, where you can register to join the conversation. So until next time, stay safe, enjoy being who it is that you were created to be without worrying what others expect you to be. I'll see you then.